Blue Chip Sports Network presents Get in the Game with Eric, Brian, Reggie, and Jordan on iTunes, the Blue Chip Broadcasting YouTube channel, and bluechipbroadcasting.com. Welcome to episode 94 of Get in the Game. My name is Brian Nelson. I'm standing, or standing, I'm not standing, I'm sitting, but I am <laughs> sitting next to my buddies here, the Professor Reggie Wright, the kid Jordan Santa Maria. Gentlemen, welcome to the round table. First time we've been able to be round a table, I want to say in close to 10 months. Oh, at least. At least. Yeah, it's been a while. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good to see your guys' faces. And, um, you know, Eric's not here, of course. Uh, so I won't have anyone to heckle tonight necessarily, but uh, which is kind of why we're around the round table. <laughs> That's right. It feels good to be back, boys. Oh man, we got we got the board. We got we got everybody. You know, Uncle Biggie. <laughs> but we got we, we got Raina here with us filling in. So which is. To be honest, a much more pleasurable experience across the table than Biggie. <laughs> yeah. Let's just be honest. <laughs> oh, man. Eric would agree with me, okay? I feel good about that. I don't so. know. He likes to look at himself in the mirror. <laughs> I think you know, I went and visited him. Guys. Took him a long time to get ready some mornings. You know? Yeah, I, yeah. I, and he's always up before me. I, I couldn't quite grasp well, that. Well, see, he's, he's up in Idaho now, Brian, and so the elevation change does stuff to his hair that just takes a little, uh, you know, it just you got to just cut him some slack in the mornings. Well, know? that explains because I have no hair to worry about. <laughs> so, no, Big E is on assignment. He's got some important stuff. He's a new grandfather, so congratulations to Eric and uh, his family on the birth of the newest Davis clan, though her last name is not Davis. No, she's a shell hammer. She but, is a shell uh, hammer. You know, we're, all, we're all of the same ilk. And That's so, right. And uh, so we're, we're happy to <laughs> welcome little baby Marigold into the fold. So, But, but we have a new friend. If you we hear know. some barking in the background, that's because we are around the round table with the, uh, all the family pets. And so, yep, that's uh, Brian's new baby. Yes, who's yeah. a lot bigger than the last time you guys <laughs> oh were here. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's insane. Literally, yeah. if you guys can imagine, like, a small puppy that has grown into, like, this Great Dane. Like, like, a, like, a, like, <laughs> a, couch, like a couch with legs. That, that is Watson. Is what I, yeah. Oh, man. So, hey, we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to talk a little current events, transition into some baseball midseason review, and then we're going to finish up with a state of the, the game of baseball. You know, it's a good time to reflect middle of the year to get an idea of what um, the game is at. I mean, there's been a lot of changes, and I'm interested to get your guys' perspective on it. Of course, I have my own perspectives and hopefully won't have too many get-off-my-lawn moments, but I'm sure we'll have a couple. So, But before we dive into to the small round ball, let's talk about the orange round ball, basketball, NBA Finals going. At the time we're taping this, we're halfway through the finals. It is tied 2-2. Just quick impressions, Jordan. Phoenix-Milwaukee, probably not the matchup ABC was hoping for when they bought the finals and paid billions of dollars for it. Oh, God, definitely not the matchup. <laughs> but I think for basketball fans like myself and guys who, you know, coach the game, play the game, it's refreshing to not see, you know, the Warriors of the world, even though, you know, we love them and that's our team and, and LeBron and even, you know, Kevin Durant for that matter and the Nets making the finals. You have two teams um, with guys who really haven't been to the finals yet. You got Chris Paul, who's worked his whole career to finally – you know, get to the finals and make that next step. Um, and now he's, you know, so close to getting that done. And Devin Booker, a rising star, a guy that, you know, for a long time, a lot of people have said, insane, you know, man. He, he's the real he's, deal. He's nuts. And, and we always have seen him come up short and be on that, you know, 9, 10, 11 list, not making the top eight to get into the West just because the West is, you know, such a, such a tough, tough place to get in. And then you got Milwaukee, 
with you know Giannis Antetokounmpo, who oh, it, it, Not, yeah, man. <laughs> is a big rising star, right? Um, but even him, like in the East, he's always had to face you know, you know whether it was Toronto when Kawhi was there or you know whoever it was, he couldn't you know take that next step. So I think in those terms, we're getting two new teams with a lot of young stars, and we're we're starting to see them kind of cultivate. So it's kind of nice to see. And I think I read where this is the first time. Every player in the finals has not been in the finals ever. So all new guys since the late 70s. Wow. So we're talking 45 years since that's happened. I think there's something refreshing about that. What do you think, Reg? Oh, absolutely. See, I think, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I have a little bit of a different mindset on this. Everybody talks about large market teams and how, uh, you know, when the Lakers are in or when the, you know, Knicks, if they could ever get good, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they, uh, Hey, they had a good year, right? They had, they had a <laughs> pretty good year. Yeah. They're on the rise, you know, maybe, maybe a, a year or two down the road, they'll, they'll, uh, get their opportunity. But, um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the networks always talk about getting big numbers and, and eyeballs on screens when the large market teams are in it. And I think, um, I think that is a that is a short term perspective because if you think about what what is the most popular professional sports league in in the United States, it's the National Football League. It's the National Football League, and one of the reasons that is, I believe, um, it's not just that the game is entertaining to watch. I think that's part of it, but I think basketball is an entertaining sport to watch too. But the thing about the NFL is there's so much parity, um, you know. Not necessarily, I mean, for a long time, you know, teams still have their runs. You get New England, you know, winning five five Super Bowls in a decade and a half or whatever, um, and you, you have dynasties, and there's room for that, but there's a lot of turnover in terms of the teams that that are at or near the top every year. Like, what was it, five years ago that the Chiefs were horrible, just absolutely yeah. atrocious. The 49ers. Now, yeah, 49ers went through that period, and... Um, and now they're, you know, both of those squads were just in the Super Bowl two years ago. So uh, I think, I think long term, it's good for the game. For, it's good for the NBA to get smaller market teams involved. You wondered, as much as we love the Warriors, do you think maybe there was a little Warriors v. LeBron fatigue? For because sure. it was, you know, it was four years in a row. And then it was the Warriors again the fifth year, this time against Toronto. You just wonder, people just get a little tired of the same thing every time. Right, and and again, I think it goes back to, you know, seeing a guy like Devin Booker who has, again, like everyone has been talking about this guy as a young rising star, and for him to finally get to the finals, and now he's showcasing the full arsenal. I mean, last night went for 40 points. We saw Chris Middleton go for almost 50 last night. Yeah. Guys that, you know, their names are not always in the in the ESPN news and, and not always in our face. They're finally getting to showcase their skills. And, and really, it's, it's nice to see, you know, all these young guys, they're, they're going to get some big paydays. Oh, I mean, yeah. A lot oh, yeah. of these young players are going to be getting paid. Well, isn't it great that Giannis, instead of going and joining a quote-unquote super team, stayed with the team that drafted him in a small market because he wanted to bring a championship to that place. Yeah. And whether they win or lose the championship, we'll see. But just to get to the finals, I mean, first time Milwaukee's been in the finals since yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was named Lou Alcindor. Now, <laughs> I mean, that's now, how long ago that now was. If, if Milwaukee wins, he may sit out until he gets traded, <laughs> so he can so you know he can move to a large market and make some money. But you know, who knows? I think I I wish I wish we saw a little more of that personally. I I like I like um, I like parody. You know, and of all the years, I, you know, I I have a confession, guys. Of all the years, like this would be my year 
to to watch the finals because I hate I Brian you mentioned earlier do people get you know Golden State Golden State Curry versus LeBron fatigue I'm sure they did I didn't because growing up the most interesting thing that came out of Golden State was when Latrell Sprewell choked his coach <laughs> but uh, so I was enjoying the run but I know that the rest of the country you you, you just get bored right mm-hmm. because I've sat through that I sat through. Um, you know, the, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and the Le- LeBron and, and D Wade Heat and all that stuff. And it just it it gets boring when you when you know who's gonna be in it at the end. Um so of uh, here's my confession. Of all the years, this would be my year to to just love it. But I think part of but I, I haven't watched much of the finals, and I think part of what it is is that there there is no Goliath. So you know I'm kind of talking <laughs> out of two sides of my mouth. I love the David, but when two Davids are are going against each other, there's a lack of like I don't have anyone to hate, you know. So I don't know. Maybe Chris I'm Paul's just the closest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, for sure, that's, that's true. And it's that's like true. in a way, it's like I Chris did. Paul's put it all these years, and you, you kind of almost think he maybe should get one. You yeah, know? it's just right. kind yeah. of a weird. It's it's a very weird. I got a feeling if it goes seven. I will probably be very, you know, must-see TV. Right. But, you know, it, I just haven't been as tuned in. And I'm curious to see, and I haven't looked, how the ratings will shake out for this series in comparison to the last few years. Because, you know, LeBron Curry 1 had massive ratings. Right. LeBron Curry and Durant 1 had massive ratings. And then it slowly started to decline and last year was horrible yeah and i'm curious but to see, see if lebron it's was in better. that one i know I mean, so yeah, there's so, the thing yeah. so do you get an uptick does it go flat or does it continue to slide if it continues to slide and i'm the nba now i'm getting worried because yeah. it was garbage when lebron was in it and it's just as much garbage when he's not when it comes to the ratings that makes me concerned about my game in general and yeah. so that'll be an interesting thing to talk about but uh, we won't so just to throw it out there, who do you think is going to win? We've got three games Ooh. left. It's best of three. Right. Phoenix has two at home. Milwaukee's got one at home in game six. What, just quick thought. First thing in your gut, who wins? I like Phoenix. I do. I think I think it's been like a home court type of series where, you know, I think the Suns will hold in game five. I think Milwaukee will have their answer for six, and then I think it's going to be real tight in seven. But I think the Suns with that crowd in Arizona, it's going to be rocking in there. Yeah. Chris Paul will come to play. I know he's been kind of shaky. Um, the last two games, but I think you know he'll come to play, and Devin Booker I think will put on a performance. Reg, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of with Jordan. I, I've got Phoenix uh, in a three game series. They've got home court advantage. They were the hottest team in the bubble last year, and um, Giannis has yet to prove that he can get it done when the chips are down. Not that it's all on his shoulders, but uh, I just I like I like Phoenix is red hot, and they have been for a year and a half now. I'm gonna go Milwaukee. I just think Middleton may have kind of turned the corner. With that big game last night, I think he's the key. Giannis is going to do what Giannis does, but I think Middleton, if he can play close to what he did the la- last night, I think I think Milwaukee wins in six. I think they go in, I like knock that. off Phoenix. Here's the other thing. Giannis is getting better and better health-wise. Long break between games three and four because of the All-Star game. Long break because of the travel. You know those, And then another long break because of travel. He's going to get a time to get back to almost full health. And I think that's a big deal. I, yeah. I really do. Even though yeah. I'm not a big Chris Paul fan, but I'm a huge Monty Williams fan. Huge, I think he is a great Williams. person. Yep. He has been through one of the worst experiences any person could ever go through in losing a spouse to a car accident. Yep. And I would love to see him win it for him. 
but I just I have a feeling it's Milwaukee's year. I think I think the uh, the good Lord shined down on Giannis for staying home and doing the right thing, and <laughs> yeah. I just wonder if he gets he he gets blessed with the with a championship. So, by the way, one of the greatest quotes. Sorry, before we wrap this little segment up, Monty Williams in the locker room after the game they lost Game Four. He said, "Everything you guys want <clears throat> is on the other side of hard," and I uh, love that. That's, that's great. great. That's I love good. that. He said, "All year it's been hard. No one no yeah. one believed in you guys." No one thought you guys would be, you know, the number two seed in the West, make it to the Western Conference Finals, get to the NBA Finals. He said, everything you want is on the other side of hard. Yeah. Love that guy. No, that's he's, that's he's why great. I don't have many things that I want. I'm averse to challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's uh, coming oh, crystal clear. All right. Now we're going to, speaking of hard, we're going to transition to the hard ball, the baseball. All-star go. game, all-star week just wrapped up. Give me one quick impression of either the home run derby or the all-star game itself. Uh, Otani is once in a lifetime, uh, Babe Ruth of our time. That that's honestly how I feel. I mean, we were just talking about it before we started the podcast. Uh, he did exit in the first round, right? Is, yeah, is the home run derby. Right? Yeah, he lost, uh, derby. but he took he took Juan Soto to extra swings, extra swings, double overtime, yeah, d- double, double overtime, extra swings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He hit, I want to say five or six <laughs> that were <laughs> absolute nuts. like moonshots. Yeah, like I know he lost. But at the end of the day, when you're watching the home run derby, you want to see guys rake. Yeah. And Otani's swing is so nice and pure, and he is just hitting those things to the like the third deck. So like five in a row. So in Colorado, they have a row of seats in the third deck that's painted purple because that's supposed to be the exact point where um, you know you are if you sit up there, you are you are literally a mile above sea level. <laughs> And Otani came close like three or four, five times. I mean, it was nuts. He's like he was hitting thing. You know, he was hitting the ball a mile high. Do you know one giant has hit the purple row? Ooh, it was not Barry Bonds. Uh, is this recent or? That's gotta be. Is it Belt? Uh, Did Belt do he it? W- he has one World Series ring. Uh, oh man, one World Series ring. Uh, Nate Sheerholtz. <laughs> yes, it is. Are you oh serious? It was goodness. Nate Sheerholtz. <laughs> Woo, Red, nice. pulling it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was that's gonna go impressive. like Aaron Rowan. I, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I had to step up my game. I remember Eric's that. Not here, Nate so. Sheerholtz. Nate, Nate Sheerholtz. Sheerholtz. Love that. Reg. Former, former Olympian, Nate Sheerholtz. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Reg, yeah. your impression. All-Star game or oh, derby or whatever. For me, the All-Star game is the the. The Major League Baseball All-Star Game is the best All-Star Game of, of any of the major sports. Um, <laughs> Pro Bowl is a close second. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, so I loved it. I mean, I think it's fun. The Home Run Derby gets a little long. You know, I, I like the tweak that they made putting time on the clock. That kind of adds some intrigue. But um, I don't know, maybe, you know, we were talking earlier, Brian, you mentioned maybe just cut it to one round or something. That might do it. I like the head-to-head thing, though, too. Um it's maybe just one round too long. I don't know, but I like seeing the number of guys. Pete Alonso is a monster. Pete Alonso was created to win the home run derby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> oh and he had he had the bounce going on. He was getting into it. I mean, it was entertaining. It was like watching like it, it, it had a little bit of a WWE feel to oh, it. And sure. it was just it was nuts. I mean, he has the spinner chain after, right? <laughs> when he won. Yeah. And he's yeah. he calls timeout and he pumps up the crowd. Like, oh, I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. Pete Alonso is a very good baseball player. He is a Hall of Fame home run derby contestant. Oh, yes, 100%. Without a question. Yep. Without a question. Yeah. First team all home run derby. 
I'll tell you though, I'm getting sick of the American League losing. I'd love you to see winning? the National. I mean, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sick of the American League winning. Yeah. I'd love to see the National League uh, get their shot here. One of these. One well, of these and years. here's I the mean, tough part when you look at the game. How many of the National League's top pitchers didn't pitch because either they were hurt, yeah, or they had pitched on Sunday? Degrom, Gosman, Bueller. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a big part of that's it. In, so instead of nothing against Burns, Corbin Burns. But yeah. would you, if you're Dave Roberts, would you rather put Bueller or Gosman or Degrom out there, or Corbin Burns for two innings? Right. Yeah. I'm going to take one of the other three guys, <laughs> and yeah. that's not a knock on Burns, but it just is what it is. And so, the only thing about the All Star Game I did not like the uniforms they wore. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Those... I thought the Giants creamsicles were pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> those look like Hall of Fame jerseys compared to the whatever the heck those guys wore on Tuesday night. Yeah. It looked like Aaron Judge got kidnapped from a pajama party. Oh, wow. And got st- strode to the plate. I'm not blaming Judge. Right. Those, whoever came up with that idea should be fired. That was Horrible. That, that Brian, was a, that Brian, was, I didn't know you cared so much about the fashion taste I, of the baseball. Oh, ask game, Eric. Hey. Ask Eric. I am not much about fashion. Oh. When it comes to baseball uniforms. That might be right. Yeah. I am a, ba- I am a he, fashion snob. Yeah. Don't lie, right? You DVR the red carpet show. <laughs> I, so. I know. That's right. Yeah, he's I, been I might breaking be wrong. it down. When yeah, we do yeah, the yeah. Sandstay games, that's right. He, he has a preference. <laughs> so that's true. The socks and, you know, the, the There's pinstripes. A and, there yeah. is a look. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the that. thing that I, uh, you know, because that was a hot topic, right, is the uniforms. There, uh, a lot of topic around uh, the talking heads has been, uh, you know, they just hated the uniforms. Um I, the, the, I can, the uniforms weren't as much of an issue. I did miss each team wearing their own individual hat. I, I always, th- I always well, think like, that's kind of cool, you know, is where they well, wear their own. Well, I hat. love the fact that they wear their their own uniform. They wear their roads. Yeah, if right. you were the American League in this case, and the homes. To me, that's part of baseball. You get to see all the different uniforms. Yeah. That's what makes the Major League Baseball All Star Game different right. from yeah, all sure. the other games. For sure. Because everybody else, they the Pro Bowl and the NBA All-Star Game, they have yeah, all they these have crazy jerseys. We all understand it's marketing and selling. I get that. Yeah. But really? <laughs> I just thought, man, that was... And if you're going to do it, make them look cool. Yeah. Don't make right. them look like pajamas. <laughs> yeah. My gosh. I, I will say, I do like that they were mic'd up, too. I thought that was that awesome. That was great. That, was that cool. makes the All-Star Game for MLB way different than any other sport. You know what, though? Like, for me, like... Even I don't Liam wanna... Hendricks and the guy that could not hit the button <laughs> fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, that, that was... Yeah, that... Um, like... I don't know what it was. I liked it when when Chris Bryant was I on. I did too. That the was outfield. the best interview. Um, I liked. Was uh, it Xander Bogarts did it hitting? Didn't yeah, he? and I and so did uh, Tatis. Nelson, it was Nelson Cruz. Did Nelson one Cruz. Hitting. I don't like it when they do it hitting. It's too hard. That's too hard to concentrate yeah. and have somebody oh, talk. I know. It's a little yeah. funny though. They, you know, they're like, oh, that was nasty. You know, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like you got it. You kind of get some of the banter. What so. they should do is like, I, I don't know, maybe mic up the catcher or mic up the home plate umpire when the w- during the at bat or something like that. That'd probably be a better move because honestly, like. I agree with you. I loved, I loved the back and forth. Like when Freddie Freeman was on, uh, uh, you know, and he was going back and forth with Joe Buck. That was fun, you know, just to he- hear him talk. He's yep. like, "Oh, if Aaron Judge walks, he's five inches taller than me. He's gonna make me look short." And right. All this stuff. You right. know, that was fun. Yeah. Um, but like, 
as a viewer, this is going to sound so ridiculous, and it's probably just me, but I got a little stressed. Like when, when Freeman had a runner on base and pitches were being thrown and out, or, or when they had Ozzie Albies at second base, I was like, <laughs> man, what would it take for, you know, the guys are hitting the ball like 110, 115 miles off the bat. How would you like your franchise player to get smacked in the mouth with a 115-mile-per-hour line drive because he's talking to Joe Buck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seriously. Like, like you don't hate Joe Buck enough already. Just think about how bad it would be if, if he's uh, responsible for, for <laughs> Ozzie Albies going out for the entire second half with a fractured face or uh, something, you know? Oh, man. That just, ugh. But I, listening to the closer... <laughs> was it was entertaining. Yes, it was. it was. It yep. was entertaining. Yep. And Liam Hendricks, all time, like, he's he's like... <laughs> He fits the closer mode, oh, yes. you know? Yeah. Little off. Little off. Sure. <laughs> Just a little, a little. bit. Yeah. Thumbs up to the MLB All-Star game, though. I think yeah. they, it, it, it is the best All-Star game by a mile. Compared to all the other All-Star games, the re, like being mic'd up, you know, having having all the interaction – just kind of the slow pace of it, so you can really appreciate what's happening. I, I really like the MLB All Star. But game. I thought this was one of the better All Star games because forty one first time All Stars. That's awesome. Most of them very young. Yes. And yet you had your sprinklings of your Freddie Freemans, your Nelson Cruz's, your Brandon Crawford's, your Max Scherzer's. Sure. So you had a little bit of that. Would have had Buster Posey and Sal Perez. Uh, that's fun because. That's still the game to a lot of people. Yeah. But it gave people a chance to see some new, younger guys. And I'll tell you a guy that I'm impressed, maybe because I just saw the Giants play him for a weekend series, but Trey Turner, the yeah. shortstop for Washington, he is special. And yet, he, right now, he is probably the fourth-best shortstop in the National League. Not in baseball, in the National yeah. League. Yeah. yeah. Because there are so many good shortstops right now. But I thought it was a great way for baseball to shine. Um, and and I just it was a really fun couple of nights yep. so well gentlemen if we're talking all-star game that means we are ready to transition to our mid-season review and looking forward where's marty lurie actually say through the looking glass of baseball <laughs> to determine what we think's gonna happen so i went and did a little research and i'm gonna say how bad oh, we God, were oh God. but jordan leading the way with a c-minus score okay talk about. <laughs> okay there you go See, man just count on me to, to, to get this done. You know? The rest of us, F, Gs, and Hs. You know, <laughs> just not, not great. But here's the interesting aspect of it. When you look at the biggest surprises, we're going to talk about the biggest positive surprises, but I'm going to talk about the biggest disappointments just to get out of the gate. So give me one team in either league that you feel is the biggest disappointment, Jordan, from what you anticipated that they would be to what they are right now. Oh, right away, the Yankees. I mean, okay. the Yankees just with the star power that, you know, you supposedly think they have with Stanton and Judge, um, they really haven't been hitting well at all. Like, they're supposed to be this offensive juggernaut, and pitching has kind of been one of their stronger suits. Um, so it's really interesting to see that the Yankees are kind of hovering at that 500 mark, um, and you have teams like, you know, the Blue Jays, who are kind of like the young up-and-coming team in the division, and the Red Sox, who might be one of the bigger surprises in baseball yeah. kind of leading that but we'll see you know the second half of the season maybe they can put it together but i think the yankees have been a, a huge disappointment so and interesting far. only one of us did not have the yankees in the playoffs you want to guess who that was don't say eric it was don't eric. Say, oh, oh no. eric. Yeah. well it's a good thing he's not here because we wouldn't hear the end of it yes so he did not have the yankees <laughs> in the playoffs so uh what about you reg biggest disappointment for you either league uh oh, man i think uh 
in terms of my prediction, I think without a doubt it's the Minnesota Twins. I thought that they'd be a whole lot better than yeah. they've performed, uh, and they're they're awful. Yikes. Thirty-nine I mean, and fifty, are, right? They are. Yeah, they Yikes. are fifteen games out. In in probably the worst division in baseball, as yeah, far as I mean, sure. you've got three I mean, teams that are terrible. I, I will say, yeah. White Sox are a little better than I thought they'd be. I know that they were kind of a. a an attractive pick for everyone at the beginning right. of the year. And I, I wasn't quite sold on them yet, but I mean, they, they've lived up to the hype. Um, but man, the twins, I just, I thought that they'd be, and I'm a, uh, honestly like this one is not as much of a surprise, but I'm a little bit disappointed. I thought Miami might take, uh, you know, some momentum from making the playoffs last year and, he and at least be a little Marlin more. Juice. That's uh, right. Uh, the blue love, juice. I, love I, that. I know. I know. You well, they, they, you know, they, they do it like six it used to be. <laughs> Yeah, six or ch- Jazz Chisholm. He hasn't even finished. <laughs> Jazz Chisholm, right? You know, uh, who doesn't like his moments? Blue hair. Um, but, like, I don't know. And I just thought, I, I thought the Marlins, you know, they, they do, th- or it used to be during the, the Loria years where they'd, um, you know, they'd come out of nowhere for one year and, like, make it to the World Series and, th- and then disappear and sell everything off. So I was kind of maybe in that mode a little bit. Um, but I just – I really thought, you know, they made, I mean, they made the playoffs last year. They were competitive, but now they're sitting at, what, like 11, 12 games under 500. they not They're not going to sniff the playoffs. But I thought they'd be maybe 500 at least. Yeah. To me, my biggest disappointment is the Atlanta Braves. Partly it's been health. Yeah. But yeah. At, everybody deals with injuries. Just well, look at everyone's injured list. They're they're lengthy. But yeah. Soroka didn't pitch all year. Right. Um, Freed has been terrible. And now Acuna's gone for not just this year, but probably a good portion of next year, too, which right. is devastating to the game of baseball, yeah. let alone the Atlanta Braves. So yeah. to me, they're the most disappointed. But the team I think I'm as disappointed in in the way they've played, Atlanta's been injury-based. But the St. Louis Cardinals. God. I mean, we had them. Oh, I got buried on those guys. We thought we had, all <laughs> three of us had them winning the Central yeah. in a landslide. You just picked up Arenado. You've got Goldschmidt, and you got all this great young pitching. How do you gain Arenado and get worse? I. I'll tell you why. They lead the major leagues in most walks, and it's mm. not close. Oof. Oof. They are averaging nearly five walks per game. That's bad. That's, That's a lot of walking. It's bad Horrible. News. That's yeah. That's how you are under five hundred. Yeah. And so they to me are the biggest disappointment for a team that hasn't been ravaged with injuries. Yeah. What about biggest surprises? Uh, I think this might be unanimous. <laughs> I mean, and I know I know we're all Giants fans, but like so come on. Let me throw another one and then we'll go to the, okay. the yeah, yeah. most obvious. Go ahead. go ahead. Boston Red Sox. No what none of us had Boston finishing above fourth. I agree. Really? I thought that I kind of liked the Red no, Sox. I, I went back and, and listened, Reg. You were not like, that excited on the Red Sox. Uh, see, I always... Because you had them behind the Yankees, the, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. Okay, I, okay, that's fair. But I didn't think that they were going to be as bad as everyone thought. Everyone thought that they were going to be a doormat. Because well, they were last year. So here's the interesting aspect. So I did some homework on the Red Sox. How are they winning all these games? Because they have like the third best record in all of baseball. Yeah. They are... In the major leagues, they are middle of the pack in ERA. They are middle of the pack in, in number of walks allowed. But they are number three in runs, number runs four in OPS. Runs, yes, runs, okay. r- runs scored, number four in OPS, and they have allowed the fifth fewest home runs playing mm. in Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So there's how. So they're walking probably a few well, too many guys, giving up some runs, but they're not 
letting the ball and, get and, out of the ball. And think about today's game. You know, like like every everybody's offense is predicated on the long uh, ball. Yes, so they if are. You can keep the ball in the park. You can win some games. And I think a big you know. thing with them too is there's a lot of guys that kind of been doubted for a little bit on their team. Kind of some of the older heads. Kind of like the Giants, right? J.D. Martinez. Yep. yep. Kiki Hernandez well, goes. Yep. The, yep. Bogarts even a little bit, right? I well, mean, Bogarts was a guy that they people. I even said on our podcast, I said if they really stink. He's a big fat trade chip to replenish yeah, that right. farm yeah. system that is one of the worst in all of baseball. And I think I think when we're talking surprises, I mean, one thing that's in common with the Giants and the Red Sox is that, again, like there's guys that have been there that everyone was like, oh, like you know, there's another team in the division that might be trendy, you know, yeah. might be their time to take a step back and another team to step through. But I think it's it's really been the kind of the OGs holding it down. I mean, well, if you top look at three records in baseball, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look at the Red Sox last year when they did struggle so mightily, Martinez was horrible, just absolutely awful. Devers was slow. Evaldi uh, didn't hardly pitch. Right. I mean, and a lot of these guys. Rodriguez like, was had COVID. He didn't pitch at all. Yep. Yeah. And now Evaldi's healthy, pitching great, made the All Star team. Rodriguez has been solid, and they're expecting to get Chris Sale back in August. They yeah. don't know at what level. Right. He might be a reliever. Yeah. But they're not, expecting not a bad reliever though. And Nick Pavetta, right. who was. You know, when the, the Phillies cast you off as a pitcher, you <laughs> must not be good because they <laughs> can't pitch. Yeah. Um, and yet he's turned it around in Boston. So give Alex Corey and that group credit. They have been very good. Whether they can sustain, which is the question we're going to talk about the next team, mm-hmm. we shall see, which brings us to the Giants. So I did some information on the Giants. This is how good they've been, which <laughs> makes people wonder, is this a fluke or not? They are number one in home runs hit. Yeah, unbelievable. The, by the Giants, way. not the Hold '60s on. Giants. Right. Sorry, like we almost have to pause there. <laughs> yeah, no, because I know. that is unbelievable. <laughs> it is. Like we we didn't get any new players. I just want to let everybody know. Like yeah. we did not go and get some free agent. Well, well, we like, kind of did, but it's guys like Lamont Wade Jr. <laughs> exactly. Who like, are like, well, yeah. let's let's put this way. We did get Buster Posey back, who didn't play last. We year. did. Well, we did. Yeah. That, that's but important. Still, Even Buster, like, when has he hit like double the, digit home run? Like, you know, for a time year. Ago. So he hasn't been in double digits uh, for a year since for like four years, and now he's in double digits before the All Star game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, go ahead, Brian. Keep putting us on. So <laughs> number three in OPS, which means not only are they hitting home runs, but they're getting, getting on base. base and they're hitting a lot of extra base hits. Unbelievable. They are sixth in runs scored. Here's the part. So not only are they good offensively in today's game, yeah. depending on what statistical group you look at, they are top five in baseball defensively. So you're top five in offense. You're top five in defense. Oh, and by the way, you're number two in all of <laughs> baseball in ERA. You have walked the least number of player people in all of baseball, and you have allowed the fourth fewest home runs. And, by the, and you strike out, I think they're top 10 in strikeouts per night. Top 15, something like that. So in what we talked about, three ultimate you know, outcomes, home run, right. walk, and strikeout. Yeah. And the Giants don't strike out. They walk and they hit home runs. They don't walk people. They strike out guys, and they don't give up home runs. Yeah. That's how you have the best record in baseball. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, is that sustainable? That's the question. Well, I mean, you look at, like, I think the pitching is what it is. I mean, I, I, I mean, maybe Gosman slows down just a little bit. Maybe Gosman's been a dude. Well, he's, I mean, been, he's been on, been, like, ridiculous. Like, Gosman no, is, like, like, I think I, I only watched a, him live against St. Louis a couple weeks yeah. ago. That splitter that splitter is filthy. Only DeGrom has a better ERA, right? Am and, I, am and, I not wrong? and Gosman's yeah. thrown 30 more innings. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah, like he is un like unreal. Yeah. And you know, we saw right before the break, Discofani can get roughed up every now and then. Here, okay, so here's the Discofani. He is zero two with an ERA of like eight against the Dodgers. Yeah, he is ten and one with an ERA of two against everybody else. So, moral of the story: don't pitch him against the Dodgers. Don't pitch him yeah. against the Dodgers. <laughs> two, two shutouts, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two complete, yeah, two complete, complete games. games. Yeah, yeah, he's been a little bit of a horse. I mean, he's worked deep into a, a, quite a few games, actually. Yeah. It's been, um, you know, Alex know. Wood, it, can he stay healthy? Yeah. You know, Johnny Cueto, what are you going to get in the second half? Here's the thing about Cueto. The bigger the game, the better he pitches. Yeah. Cueto's a gamer. Yeah. He's a gamer. Cueto's definitely yeah. a gamer. And then what do you do at the fifth spot? Do you trade? Do you use Logan Webb? Do you bring Sam Long back? Do you piggyback them? When Logan Webb is on, he's good. Yeah. But he's... 23 years old and really inconsistent. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. If you were to look at the Giants, what is your biggest area of concern? Well, Offense, defense, starting pitching or relief pitching? I, I don't think I don't think it's the pitching. Um, I think the relief pitching they they bolstered their bullpen just in you know just in the acquisition in of the Jake wa- McGee in the, in the waiver wire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Leone. think about uh, the Giants would have been a playoff last uh, playoff team last year if they would have had a closer. If I mean, J- they, they blew was- six games in a sixty game season in the ninth inning or later, you know, up yeah. by multiple runs. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, I I don't think the pitching is gonna, you know, it may taper off a little bit, but I think I think it's solid. I think I don't think it's a mirage. In other words, totally. Um, I think, I mean, defense. Like if if they're playing good defense now, defense doesn't really regress unless and guys they, age. And, and think no, about it, Lagoria and Bell, who are two of their best defenders, are, haven't right. played in a month. Right. Yeah. So, but the area of concern that I do have is the offense. And Jordan, you mentioned that number leading the league in home runs, and Jesus. like they don't have a dude. I mean, like, are we who? getting another eighteen from Cross? Like, I don't know. I guys. know. Like, I know. I will say that at the beginning of the year, uh, you know before they went on this crazy hot streak to finish the first half, that was the concern, right? I mean, their offense was not hitting. They were like sub 200 as a team for a good, you know, month and a half. I mean, it was bad, but the the pitching was keeping them around. Um, So I don't think they're going to be this hot the whole season. It'll be interesting to see what they do around the trade deadline. And I think that's, you know, if you're a team like the Giants or the Red Sox, you know, you you breathe life into yourself if you can just be in the conversation for half a year. Get to the trade deadline. Everybody that thinks that you didn't have you know didn't have a chance. If you can be at the table or in the conversation at the trade deadline, then all it takes is one or two moves, and now all of a for sudden sure. you're a favorite, right? So and we all know the value of young prospects, right? You don't have to mortgage the future to bring in a solid player. You're not going to get a superstar. You're going right. to have to give up a good player to get a Chris Bryant, a Max Scherzer, a Craig Kimbrell, yep. a Jose Barrios. I mean, those are the names that are going to right. be – they're sure. going to be connected to the Giants. They just are. Yeah. Kyle Gibson, yep. uh, pitcher for the Rangers. To get an all-star, you're going to have to give up something in the top eight. Yeah. But to get a Danny Duffy, yeah, who's a nice left-handed pitcher, and again, Dodgers struggle with left-handed pitching. Right, and it's a perfect that's – a, that's a that's Taylor a Rogers, who is Tyler Rogers' twin brother. Yeah. Right. Another guy yep. probably could get Save him on the Save money on travel costs. They can bunk together. Exactly. You know? And it's not weird. Right. Yeah, you don't have to pay <laughs> extra for a room. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the interesting part. So here's a couple questions before we, we move into the state of the game. If you were looking at who's in, in the playoffs right now, who, what team that is in the playoffs right now do you think is not going to make the playoffs by the time we finish the season. Ooh. 
Okay. Oh, man. Um, I would say... And for those at home that don't have the playoffs, right now, if the playoffs started today in the American League, it would be Boston, Chicago, Houston, Oakland, and Tampa. In the National League, it would be the Giants, Dodgers, Padres, Brewers, and Mets. So you're talking about not making the playoffs at all? At all. Oh, man. Well, honestly, I could see I could see the Jays getting hot. And either Boston falls off crazy, like, you know, because they, they, they've been one of the surprises, so maybe they have a downfall, or the Rays get caught. I, 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 honestly, I don't see the Rays getting caught. I just think they're too good. I just I think the Blue Jays might. I like, like Vlad like Guerrero Jr. is having an MVP-type yeah. season. Here's the I interesting think, thing. The Blue Jays haven't really played a true home game yet. Right. They've been playing in right. Buffalo and Dunedin, Florida. There is talk that they may be able to play in Toronto by early to mid-August. Right. Like, they, they might have some, you know, the baseball kind of has that weird juju where, you know, they're going to get back into their own yeah. home stadium. Vlad Jr. is, like, having an MVP season. They got all these young bucks that are playing really well. And like, you think the crowds aren't going to be hopping in Toronto oh with the young goodness. team that oh, has man. been waiting yep. two years to watch baseball? Yeah. With guys to get I behind, too. Blue I mean, yep. Vlad Jr. is just all-star of the MVP game. Yep. Right? Or MVP of the All-Star game. Sorry. Whatever that means. And then Bo Bichette, like, I mean, I who doesn't like to see that guy play? Yeah. Marcus Simeon? I mean, Marcus they, have Simeon. they got dudes. They, they got, got dudes. I think I think that the Blue Jays are next year's White Sox. Okay. That's kind of how I feel. I think I they need like, some pitching. Yeah. They, I they don't do. love their pitching. Right. Uh, Robbie right. Ray, uh, I don't know. He's I having a good year, but I just wonder how long it lasts. Right. Yeah. So I, I do like that, though. I mean, they're a team that could have everything come together and go on a real hot streak. Because I, I, I do. I love the Blue Jays. I, I'm not quite sold on them yet. I think, they're, I think they're next. You know what I mean? Like, they're the team that's next. Right. Um, I would say, man, the Mets are just one DeGrom, DeGrom injury owie. away from falling off the map. DeGrom and, owie. <laughs> and the Mets have, have a tendency to tumble in, you know, August so and September. If they, they tumble, who catches them? Well, I mean, it's wide open. So the Braves just made a move today. They picked up Jock Peterson. Um, oh, from the Cubs. From the yeah. Cubs. Uh, you know, obviously to take over with, without Acuna in the lineup. They, Good they knowledge, Rich. That. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I hadn't seen that. That happened um, like 30 minutes before the podcast, actually. Oh, well, yeah. that's how I wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I... I and and they're they're a reigning National League champion championship series contender. So I wouldn't write them out just yet. You mentioned Soroka hasn't even pitched yet. Oh, so. he's out for the year. Yeah. Um, so you know they've got. I I think they still have a shot. Um, I think the Phillies. Man, oh. they, they they I can't figure them. They went all in at the be you know during the off season like what two or three years ago, and it hasn't panned out. So maybe they get a little uh, okay. greedy at the trade deadline. I don't know what. What their deal is. I saw the Phillies a month ago. That might be one of the worst <laughs> defensive baseball teams I have ever seen. Yeah. Uh. They are horrible defensively. Horrible. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, baseball doesn't go into a slump, but once it's bad. It's really it, bad. It doesn't get better. <laughs> yeah. You know, that would be my pours. issue with them. Yeah. So that means, so Braves, Phillies, Nats. They've got the pitching to go on a run. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know if they're they have enough depth in that lineup. Right I just don't know if that lineup is deep enough. Now, the good well, news for them. Well, doggone it, here come the Marlins. Right? <laughs> the Marlins are only nine out. Here's Jazz the thing about Chisholm. the Nats. They just finished the gauntlet. Their final 10 games of the season, of, or, yeah, final 13 games 
of before the All-Star break was Padres, Dodgers, Padres, Giants. <laughs> so they're done. That's brutal. They're done with that. They yeah. don't have to do that anymore. So that's where I think schedule is interesting because guess who the Mets haven't played yet? The Dodgers Padres, and the Giants. Yeah. No, they played the Padres, but they have not played the Dodgers or the Giants. Yeah. You know, and so if you haven't played those two teams yet and you're in the Central, like the Brewers, yep. you're in the East, like the Mets, that's a problem because the Reds have played them. They've played all three already. So you have a much easier schedule in the second half than the team in front of you, which leads you to where I think who's going to fall off the map. I am concerned if I'm a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Okay. I All right. They can't hit. No. And are Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns and Freddie Beralta, between the three of them, going to pitch to a sub-two ERA the rest of the year? I just don't. And I hope so because I got Brandon Woodruff on my fantasy team, and he's killing Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I just revert to the mean. These guys are really good pitchers, but if, even if you revert to a two seven five three, that means the second half you're pitching it to almost a four. Yeah. That would be my concern. Who do you think catches them, Brian? I mean, the Reds are in second place. I don't, I don't like the Reds ho- I don't pitching. think that holds. I don't think, yeah. I, I picked the Cardinals, and I think it's we just, all picked the Cardinals, right? I, Again, I saw the Cardinals play a couple weeks ago. They look really good. I'm like, how is this team under 500? How in the world? Because if they can just throw the ball over the plate, yeah, they're great defensively. Yeah. They've got a scary lineup. Got two of the best corner infields in the game. And, I mean, I'm like, what in the world is going on? So, to me, I think the Cardinals, they're not that far back. Eight back, yep. They can get hot. For sure. And if they get hot, mm-hmm. but, again, they've got a tough schedule. they got a lot of games with the Brewers. They've got they open with the Giants to start the second half, and they've got a full season series with the Dodgers left. Yeah. And I think they still have to pay the, play the Padres <laughs> at least one set. So I think these two weeks coming out of the All-Star break are going to be huge. It's going to be everything for them. Yes. Because, you know, you can get back in a race eight games back in two weeks. You know, you can get back to, like, four and a half maybe, you know, mm-hmm. if, you, if you get real hot. Um, but, man, if you, if you fall to, like, 10, 11, 12 games out, Uh-oh. forget it. Man. <laughs> yeah. It becomes fires. Well, not fires. Hilton. But it becomes, sell, it becomes, yeah. It, it takes you out of the buyer's market if you're going to. Well, and it also looks at us like, you know what? I guess we'll probably bring some young guys up and try right. to figure out what we got for right, next year. Right, yeah. right, so, right. I mean, they could be 10 plus out by the end of the month. Yep. They could be two out. Right. But to me, the Brewers, if I look at a team that's in Boston, would be my second choice. Yep. I just, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, well, why don't you say the Giants, they could fall off the map? They could. But they're like 10-plus games ahead of the sixth seed. Right. This isn't right. losing the division. This is right. not making, making the, the playoffs. playoffs. Right. Well, and the thing with the Giants, man, they just keep bringing up these guys who... Well, here's the thing. If the Giants play 500, yeah. they're going to win 93 or 94 games. Yeah. You're going to make the playoffs at 90. I mean, yep. the Reds are what, Red? You got that in front of you. Uh, yeah, the Reds right now... They're, they're the next closest the team. They're 48 and 42. Okay, yeah. so, so to get to 93 wins... They would have to go 45 and 28. Yeah. I don't see the Reds going 45 and 28. No. And that going to happen. No chance. You know, it's just no. that. It, I mean, no. So, although, I mean, Castillo's been bad. Maybe he turns it on. I don't know, though. I yeah, just. That, they'd have to be real hot. That would be real hot. So, anyway, Brewers, Mets, Red Sox. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is there somebody that you said you kind of stole this already? If there's somebody 
who is not currently in the playoffs that you think is going to make the playoffs? You said the Jays. Right. Reg, what about you? Um, a team that I think could make the playoffs. You think I, will make the playoffs that isn't in it now? I guess, man, I guess that would have to happen, huh? Because um, the, if the, if the uh, Mets fall out, who's winning the East, Reg? Well, yeah, if the Mets fall out, I think uh, – I mean, it's not it's not that much of a surprise, though. I think I think the Braves could still get back in it, okay. you know, regardless of injuries, but that's not really a surprise. So if I had to go – if I had to go with a little bit of a, of a shock value pick, um, I think, you know, I, I like the Jays. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the Angels get back in it, you know. If, well, they're if, getting Trout back, which if, is a right, nice de- trout. trade deadline pickup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, but they uh, can't future pitch. pitch. They can't no, pitch. No, but you know, if you know, again, they're they're sitting nine games out of uh, behind the Astros. I don't think, I think the Astros are are outplaying themselves. By um, the way, I think I'm the only one who chose the Astros. I just want I just want to um, throw that out there. Yes, I believe that is true. Yeah, you did. So seven out of ten. I mean, they're they're really yes. they're really the way I look. You also at had the it, Yankees too, just so you know. The way I look at it is they're really only they're sitting five and a half games behind the A's, and they're they're nine games out of the division. They're kind of in the same place as the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, if they pick up a pitcher or two at the deadline, or or you know these next two weeks are going to be really important. If they if they get on a hot streak and they close the gap and they're like five games out in two weeks. I think you see them get a little aggressive in the in the trade market. Um, I think they can balance out, fill some of their holes. And they've got the best player in baseball right now. They've got the two best players in baseball. Because the other right one will now. be back one, by the end of the month. One of them will be back. Yeah. And so if you have a team that has the two best players in baseball, you've got to go for it. Right. Every time you get an opportunity. And if imagine you're five if games they out, could you're, get a, you've got an opportunity. Imagine if they could find a way to get a – Scherzer, hey, oh, yeah, exactly. Would Scherzer, you, their, their top prospect oh. is Joe Adele, right? Yep. Would you trade Joe Adele? Yes. For Max Scherzer yes. to Angels, go for it? Yes. Ooh, to get into a one-game winner-take-all against either Oakland or Tampa? Ooh. Well, Joe see, Adele's I don't even pretty think, good. I don't even think <laughs> Joe Adele's pretty good. I don't know. I don't even think it's it's. Uh, I mean, I think they still have a shot at the division. If they, uh, if they bring someone I, in like I, Max Scherzer, yeah, I think they're too far out, and Houston is just not going to slow down. Mm. I think they're 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 playing Maybe. at a level that I think surprised all of us, but they pitch and they hit. Yeah, they someone needs really to, hit. Houston loves the villain role. They yeah, they, they yeah. totally took. They've it on. embraced it. They've embraced it all, like yeah. full on. They've they've got the best trash cans in the game. Yeah. Place, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes, they do. All right, so our final 15 minutes tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the game. And, and if you've listened to some of our baseball conversations before, you know, there will be some get-off-my-lawn moments, uh, especially coming from me. <laughs> but um, as you look at the game, is the game better or more entertaining now than it was, let's say, last year, even two years ago? Well, let's let's look at... Let's look at some of the specifics, right? Okay. Like, so what? What are what are so some here, of the changes? Here's something that I, mean? I do. Here's yeah. something I do just for fun because I'm a numbers guy. So I go through usually on the weekend. I'll pick a day of the week, and I'll go through each game, and I will add up the number of walks and strikeouts in a game for the two teams. In a typical baseball game, there is somewhere between ninety and a hundred plate appearances. That means everybody's getting through the lineup about five plus times. 
So let's say it's 100 just to make the math easy for those of you that are not math elites. We appreciate you, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that. I am not a math elite. So let's say so that's five and a half times through the through each lineup. Okay, that's a lot of lot of activity going on. Again, I'm hearing numbers. I'm just hearing numbers. <laughs> the typical number of walks and strikeouts, which means the ball is not put in play, usually averages somewhere between twenty-five and thirty-five per game. So you're, you're talking about you're talking a third of the game with the ball not in play. With the ball not in play, that means one out of every three batters does not put the ball in play. So the question then is would, that in, and that doesn't this. include home runs. It doesn't include hit by pitches. Right. Just walks and strikeouts, which also tells you lots of pitches in an at bat where nothing happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I would say that's bad for the game, but the trade-off is home runs, right? So, you know, if home runs go up, strikeouts are going to go up, walks may go up because, you know, pitchers are pitching around guys, strikeouts go up because right. guys are swinging for the fences or, they're you know, they're taking a different approach to the plate. So is that good so, for the long-term benefit of the game? Yeah, that trade-off. That's the question. Is that is that good for baseball or bad for baseball? What do you think? Uh, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, I think it just – it goes back to like where you fall on the side of the coin of you know, do you like the traditional you know ball baseball and play game, activity? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, are you a traditional baseball guy where you know you're you're really in tune and you're watching it? You like kind of the strategy of the game, different things like that, or are you a n- more newcomer? Like, I, I feel like I'm in between. Where obviously I like to see guys hit bombs. Like yeah. I was just talking about Otani hitting, you know, right. four ninety five hundred. Like that's. <laughs> Yeah. That's like the, the alley-oop, the slam dunk, right? Like, yeah. that's the touchdown. Like, that, I, I love seeing that. Um, but, again, like, I still like, you know, I still like the duels. I still like, you know, different things like that. Yeah. But The strike strikeouts and walks are like the five-second violation. Exactly. The, <laughs> exactly. The, uh, you know, Delay hand, of game. Three-second yeah, in the key. Hand, no. hand, <laughs> yeah, three-second in the key. Or, or the hand it up the middle for, for yeah. uh, half a yard. No, it's the – there's a punt. And he's talk- and there's a penalty flag on the field. <laughs> right. There's a kickoff, and there's a penalty on the field. You know what? I, I, what I really think makes the game interesting, and I think exciting though for for both sides. And I think we talked about it a little bit before the podcast. Is baseball is really starting to get some of these younger prospects to really break through. Sure. Like yeah. I think we got some guys like Tatis, Tatis, Otani, Acuna when he comes back, Vlad like, Jr., Vlad Jr., Bellinger. Like you got young dudes. Yep. It's from different teams really spread out all over yeah. the place that are starting to finally break through, and I feel like you're finally getting that that turn of the page almost Yep. from, like, you know, the older guys that were, you know, from 10 years just dominating. It's usually, like, it goes by, like, decade, right? right. Like, you've mm-hmm. got your stars of the decade, and so we're seeing the the Max Scherzers, Justin Verlander, Buster Posey's, Clayton Kershaw's, right. um, even, you know, relatively younger guys, Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmitz, those guys are kind of phasing out, and you've got this new wave of just... And it's a big wave, though. Like, I there's know, a big man. wave, and it's a lot of international guys. Right. Yep. And Which expands the game, they're, makes the exactly. game more They're fun and they're entertaining and they're right. exciting. They they play the game with uh, you know a little flair, a little pizzazz. L- you little know, they're flamboyant. Not, a little bit, yeah. You know, there's bat flips and there's stare downs and there's you know twirls around second base on a home run trot or or uh, you know leaping play. It's just crazy stuff, right. you know. And Real I, athletic plays. And I don't want to generalize our our conversation too much, but to me, like regardless of the play, when you have 
so many young stars up, you're okay watching the game, you know, whether yeah. it's slow, whether it's fast, whether ball's in play or not. Like, you want to see Tatis up to bat. If he strikes out, he strikes out. But I got to go see Tatis yeah. hit, like, because well, that guy I, is cool. So, so you say good for the game, bad for the game, high home runs, high strikeouts. You say it's negligible. Up in the air. I think yeah. – I think we're moving, obviously, towards the home run strikeout thing, and I think that's where the game is going to go. But I mm -hmm. think because of the star power that's approaching, that yeah. they haven't even touched, you know, the base of what they will be, I think yeah. it's okay either way. Like, we're seeing some big-time players. And is that because of the analytical aspect of the fact that it's okay to strike out? It's no different of an out than any other out. In fact, it's better than hitting to a double play. Right. But it isn't as entertaining. And, and you have to remember, baseball is in the entertainment business. Right. right. They're competing with the NFL. They're competing yep. with the NBA. I'm not so sure they complete the NHL because that's a different, different culture. Crowd. Yeah. But they're competing with college football. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. competing with all the shows you can stream on at all the time. Yep. Um, you know, the other thing that's interesting about baseball, and you think about it, baseball used to be the thing you watched and you did in the summer. Because there was nothing on television. Yeah. You went to the movies, but that was one time, and then you could pick that when you wanted because you go home and watch the baseball game. Right. Now, there is so much accessibility anytime you want it for whatever you want to entertain yourself with that sometimes more baseball is getting squeezed out because it isn't maybe as appealing to the younger generation, Jordan. Right. Your generation, even younger than yours. For sure. You know, I would say you're probably the exception, not the rule, of someone in his early to mid-20s, who actually loves the game of baseball. Right. I mean, how many of your friends love baseball? No, I'm talking to you guys about baseball. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about uh, uh, baseball to any of my guys. I'll tell you that. And, and any of my players, it all baseball's off the table. Yeah. That's for sure. and, and that's interesting, and it's unfortunate. But we've kind of lost a little semi-generation here right. that they like to go to the game. Yep. But they're not going to sit and watch it on television and that, I think, is – and they're definitely not going to listen to it on the radio like, Reg, you and I grew up doing. Sure, sure. Um, and Eric I, on the transistor radio. You and I actually had real radios. Yeah. Eric had to crank his. To, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little jab. Eric, that's what you get. We you have know. been nice to him tonight. <laughs> he used to get it over the wire. You know, they'd, they'd like, beep <laughs> it into him. They'd beep in box scores. Ronald, Ronald like Reagan. Telegraph. Ronald Reagan reading the thing and then making something up, <laughs> yeah. cracking, the, cracking yeah. the bat on the thing. Eric, I just want to tell you I'm not a part of this right now. They're, they're totally tag teaming uh, you right now. I'm sorry. Oh, I think I think though, I think baseball as a game is growing internationally. Yes. So it's becoming more of a global sport. So it may go I don't know that it I don't see it falling off quite as much as boxing did. You know, boxing was uh, the United States, one of the most popular sports. In oh, the, the, when know, I grew up or, it was Friday night at the fights. Yeah. I mean Howard Cosell. Right. You watch Muhammad Ali or Leon yeah. Spinks or I mean and, that was now, Marvin Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Sugar Ray Leonard. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And and now now boxing is just not I mean it's a very Nobody cares. niche very very but niche But the other thing sport. they did is you took it from the free and you made it the pay-per-view to make yep. more money. Right. And it got and away it from the them. regular people yep. and they just found something else to do. Yeah. So I don't think baseball falls off like that, but I think maybe um, they do. And you know, a couple of years ago, obviously that changed because of because of COVID. They didn't have a London series last year or whatever. But um, I think if if they can kind of push the global route, I think you, I think they have at least the MLB has an opportunity to grow the sport internationally and kind of push into the the global soccer market a little bit. Which let's and, be honest, soccer is not the most entertaining 
sports to watch for sure in the United States. In the United States, in yeah, the United but I'm just saying, States. But I'm, I'm turning around because <laughs> Jordan's lovely Reina is a big time soccer player. Our, and I'm about to get smacked in the back of the head. Reina, but, yeah. Um, but it, but it is not for most Americans. It is not what they would choose. It's probably right. fifth, even behind hockey. Right. And so, especially in person. So Maybe. you know that's kind of so. It, but so an international market. But baseball. The the one thing about baseball, there are so many intricacies to really understand the game. Kind of like soccer, that you have mm-hmm. to really grow up having played it to really understand and appreciate it. And a lot of your inner city kids, because of financial and safety and just a lot of different factors they haven't grown up playing it like they played stickball when willie mays grew up in in the streets in the streets you You know i mean that didn't that doesn't happen anymore which makes the basketball and the football more accessible absolutely for sure you need a ball right here you need a bat a ball a glove and a whole bunch of other guys to play with. Yeah. Real quickly. Uh, uh, sunscreen and stick them and talc them <laughs> and all this stuff that the pitchers use. Spider tack. You got to have that spider tack. You got to have, you know, all, all that stuff. I, I know we're talking about baseball in the international realm. Do you think it hurts the game that they don't have it in the Olympics anymore? I know. Well, like it's back in now. It's back in now. Right. This is the first year so, that it's back. Okay, I, think, so, and, I, think, and, I think you're right. I think I, I know where you're heading. I'm right. going to work hard this fall to get us an true Olympian on the podcast. Love that. Some way, shape, or form. Joe Ryan, former Stan State he, baseball he's been, pitcher. What, what he's not saying, Jordan, is he's been training me in table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, you're, you're looking at a future hey, Olympian I can, across the table. I can beat my grandkids, right Were okay? you the guy on Balls of Fury? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but Joe Ryan, former Stan State, now top yeah. prospect for Tampa uh, Bay, is yeah. one of the starting pitchers for the United States Olympic team. So congratulations yeah. to Joe. And we will work awesome. with our baseball connections at Stan to try to maybe get a little interview with him at some point here once the baseball season is over. That would be a neat, neat conversation to have. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. What an experience, you know. But, okay, so back to the we, – we went way, way off we here. Are, so, right. we, so good for, good or bad for baseball, Jordan, you say high strikeouts and high home runs, you're kind of in a holding pattern. Right. Let's wait and see. You're, you're not sure. Um, I say – I say the home runs are good, the strikeouts are bad. I just don't know of a way that you can change it. I mean, I think they're moving in the right direction, trying to police the the foreign substances and stuff. It's but improved. the way they rolled that out has was oh, disastrous. Tr- was just an absolute catastrophe. Well, really they bad. were afraid. I mean, you had Sergio Romo dropping his pants in yeah, the middle no. of the well, seven, we, eighth None of us, I mean, no one needs know, to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, guys, it's just, it was just totally Max like, Scherzer man, having people a, were getting accused, like, left and right. Like, I was uh, like, oh Sergio Romo goodness. throws 80 miles an hour, maybe. Yeah. He is not putting anything on the ball to make it go faster, <laughs> yeah. okay? Um, <laughs> but the problem with that is, I think baseball felt, I, and I don't like the way they rolled it out, they were concerned that there were records that are special records that were going to be that broken. were going to get broken, and guys were going to be doing it illegally, like we saw right. with the steroid so, era. So, so now all of a sudden they care. <laughs> of course, I they mean, do. you know, like well, just they, they didn't care about I, steroids till till Babe, Babe Ruth's record yeah, and Henry yeah. Aaron's and, records you know, got broken, and then yeah. all of a sudden they cared. There's something to be said about learning from mistakes too. Hopefully, they kind of remember what what a bad taste that left in so many baseball purists' mal- yeah. mouths, and they're you know. You can make a change, you know. Yeah. I think they lost a lot of, I don't know. A little credibility. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of when things went sideways for them in terms of viewership and numbers a little bit. But it's also the thing that brought them back after the strike, too. Right. So I don't know. That's what I, I don't know. I don't know. Here, right. Here's the biggest thing. I'm not a big, I don't dislike strikeouts because I think it's fun. It's a, do, it's a mono-e-mono domination thing. Yeah. 
the problem with as George said, the higher strikeouts you get, the more walks you're going to get because not every guy can put the ball where Jacob Degrom, Kyle, Kevin Gosman, yep. Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw can put the ball. So what happens is you got too many guys trying to make perfect pitches all the time. Yeah, and then you get a lot of long counts and games that just drag. And well, it's the worst offenders are your middle inning relievers who yeah. throw ridiculously hard mm-hmm. but have. <laughs> No idea where the ball's going. Well, another thing too, Brian, and and I don't think there's a way to fix this. I don't know. But when I was growing up, it was like Roberto Hernandez and Rob Nen were the dudes because they could throw 97. Right. 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 And now every single team has like... With a 90 mile an hour slider. Yeah. And now every team has a guy that has like three guys, (laughs) three to five guys that throw throw (laughs) triple digits. I know. You know? So, you know, how do you change that? I don't think you do. I don't know. Just... Guys just L- gotten bigger, lower, stronger. Lower the mound, yeah. Bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, I that's all hear, part of that. I did hear um, if they move the mound back like six inches, six to twelve inches. Uh, somebody did a study. And well, I they're doing it. The, they're doing it in an independent league okay. in the Northeast this summer. Yeah, where they move the but mound then, back one foot. But huh. then you got to ask, man, what does that do to a guy's arm? And that's why you know, they're doing the independent it. league. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So that's interesting. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think the one thing that I do like about baseball is that kind of like football, there is some parity. You really don't bit. know. You know who's going to be awful, yeah. and you know who's <laughs> going to be really – but everybody thought the Yankees were going to roll, and they're, the they're going to have to crank it up here in the second half yeah. to, to, make it, to make it happen, and they still might do it. Yeah. But baseball is such a long year that there, you get these feel-good stories for at least a period of time. Yeah. So now – Two of the best fan bases in baseball, Boston and San Francisco, get to greatly enjoy a second-half season that they thought by the time we got to the second half they were going to be looking towards football. Yeah. And now you're going to be engaged with baseball for at least the next two, two two-and-a-half months. doesn't mean your team's going to make the playoffs or you're going to win anything, but at least you're engaged. Yeah. And I think as a fan base, that's really all you can ask from your team. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. So, real quick, last thing before we go. Either a bold prediction or if you were, we'll just say we're all Farhan Saidi. Okay, we, <laughs> we want to make a trade. Sure. We're all Giants fans. So, this is our little one little Giants fan. If you could make a trade and it did not cost you any of your high, high prospects, you, no Luciano, Bartz, Ramos's guys like that. But, if you know, you were willing to give up a, your eighth to fifteenth ranked prospect, who would you love to see the Giants bring in at the trade deadline? You can bring in one guy. Who would you want to see them bring in? Jeez, man, I I don't. I'm trying to think of where their holes are at. Right. Um, I mean, for me, I I think you need either a dude starting pitcher because once you get in the playoffs, you got to have a guy. Yeah. And I, I know Gosman's been good, but I think you need. He's Justin, never done it in the playoffs. He's never done it in the playoffs, and you need one just in case DiScalfani kind of comes back to life a little bit. Or you, you know? play the Dodgers. Yeah. Or you play the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. And in, the, in those terms, Scherzer's probably the top guy to go get if, if you can get him for the right price. But I don't know if you can. You're going to have to. I don't know if you're you can get him. You're going to have to overpay, even though it's a rental. For yeah. what Brian was talking about, I don't know if you can get him. <laughs> if you couldn't get starting pitching, I would try and go get some relief guy just, just to add another arm in the pen. Probably a lefty, mm-hmm. just to get somebody to you know again going against the Dodgers. You need somebody like that, and just to add some, 
just some oomph to your bullpen because there's been some games I know Rogers in. And those guys have been good so far. But, but they've I, been used a lot. They've been used yeah. a lot. And that's just kind of the Giants' philosophy, right, of, yeah. how, of how they go. So I think you might need another guy. So I'll give you a name, Taylor Rogers, the, the left-handed reliever from, from Minnesota, t- Tyler's twin brother, who actually throws the ball overhand, just so you know, and yeah. left-handed. There you go. Right. I, got, I got two guys, Okay, and I'd, I'd be happy with either one of them. Uh, the first one is Craig Kimbrell. Yes. For the opposite reason, I think it'd be nice to have a right-handed arm – out of the bullpen to balance out Jake McGee. I think they could go closer by committee. Well, you could McGee's go Kimbrell in the ninth. He's been f- ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McGee moves to the eighth, Rogers sure. to the seventh, or vice versa. Yeah. Now you can yeah. play a Jeremy Affelt, Sergio Romo, Santa Casilla kind of role with yeah. those two guys, and then yeah. you lock it down with yeah. Kimbrell in the ninth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I think – I think. Um, and by the way, he signed – he had team option for next year. Okay. At a reasonable rate, mid – yeah. Teens. Yeah. Um, I think he'll cost. I, I feel like we've been waiting to have Kimbrel on, on the Giants, though. Kimbrel like, looks like yeah. he should pitch for the He's Giants. He's been a name yeah. that I feel like we've thrown around for, like, however long yeah. we've done this podcast, and it yeah. just hasn't happened, and maybe yeah. this is the year. And who's your other guy? Second guy is out of left field, or just just a bizarre, it would never happen, but I think he'd be a really good fit, and that's Whit Merrifield. Yeah, I mean, you never get him. He's he's doing nothing in Kansas City, but he's their cornerstone franchise piece. But so where are you going to play him? Second base. What are you going to do with Solano? Sit him down. <laughs> I mean, Maryfield's bats. Ma- Mary, Come on, Mary, baby. <laughs> Maryfield's defense, or or you know, he uh, 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 Solano can slide over to third base until Longoria comes back. Then he becomes a pinch hitter or a utility okay. player. He plays all I over. I mean, the I like Maryfield. Yeah, their batting average aren't different. Maryfield's going to steal you bags. He's going to play a much better second base. Yeah. Because defense, defense is important. Yeah. See, if, if I'm going to make a trade, this might cost me a higher prospect, but I think the Cubs are so interested in just offloading guys. Yeah. They let go of Peterson. I would try to get a deal for Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell. Put wow, Bryant in left field. Put, bo- put Bryant in left field. and Or put him in center field. Yeah. And then you can still use the dick, and then you slide him over to left and bring Duggar think, in defensively point, later can, in the game. So Dickerson starts. Either one, yeah. Either one. Brian can play right, but you get a, and then you get him. He falls in love with San Francisco, and he is your big keep. Kind of like the well, hundred. How old is he? To though? me, it's the hundred pence trade. Right. It's the hundred pence deal. Okay. Okay. Um, where you give up a cup, maybe you give up Duggar and Wade, or Duggar and Dickerson, or Duggar and Slater. And a prospect Whew. to get Bryant, yeah. and then you keep. He falls in love with the city just like Pence did. He's a West Coast guy, grew up in San Diego, yeah. and then you lock him up for four or five more years. Bryant's putting his chips on the table, baby. Let's go. But it, but it's hey, so you got Kimbrel's not a rental, and you convince Bryant not to be a rental. Oh, and by the way, when you do that, and he's yours, and then you resign him. You don't have to give up a draft pick in compensation because he's your own guy you signed. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I think they're going to go hot and heavy after him. I think he is their number one free agent guy they're going to go after in the offseason. So, if you can get him to like where you now, are, maybe you How old is he? 28? 29. 29. Just turned 29. Now, who is off the table for you? Luciano off the table. Oh, I, oh no Luciano, no Ramos, no Kyle Harrison, um, and no. Um, oh, jelly. Jelly, Matos. I'm going to go see the Nuts tomorrow night. With, play the San Jose Giants, and I mean, basically nobody off that San Jose team. You can Hunter Bishop. I would, I would trade. Okay, I would trade Sean Jelly. 
Um, I wouldn't trade Bart. The only guy I would trade Bart for is Jose Barrios from Minnesota because I'm going to get him for two more years. Yeah. As a top end of the rotation starter. If I'm going to give up Bart, I'm getting Barrios and Rogers. That's just the way it is. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, because I think if you could get Kimbrell and Bryant, now I start to feel the Giants can play with the big boys. I'm not sure they can currently constitute it. Right. Because I'm I'm what I'm afraid of is the Dodgers. If Bauer ends up being <laughs> out and not back, I could see the Dodgers. Picking up Scherzer? Yes. Yeah, I oh, can see for that. Sure. Because they have... That's what they do. <laughs> they'll trade They'll trade Kiebert Ruiz, who's a yeah. who's their top catching prospect, but they don't need a catcher because they got Will Smith, who's 24 years old. It won't looks matter. like he's 12. They got guys, they got <laughs> yeah. guys for days. They, they got they guys really for do. days. They really they'll just flip, flip days. them. Yeah. All right, let's go get the next guy. Yeah. So, to me, that would be my concern. And what's really interesting from, the, from a Giants perspective is this is the first time we really get to see Farhan work as a contender. You know, for, yes. since, since they got here, he's been... Um, he's been a builder, a creator, and you know there were some head scratching moments, but it's it's all come to fruition, and now we see the method behind the madness. But you know, in years past, it was Sabian where you could kind of predict what he would do he around had, he this had a time track of year, whether whether they were a contender or not. He was going to pick up a bullpen arm. Yep, and, and he, he was going to probably pick up a veteran bat. Yes, that's yep, what he was going to do. Yep, right. and so we saw that. So so this will be the first opportunity to see what Farhan really does. And don't. In this sleep position. on the fact that the Giants drafted nine consecutive pitchers to start the draft this week. That's right. Which means you have now replenished. So if you no, need to throw a Sean Jelly, a Seth Corey, Carson Ragsdale into a trade, yeah, a Matt Frisbee. By the way, I have a guy named Matt Frisbee. Don't let go of him, man. Yeah. Something tells me that guy can pitch. He oh. actually is really good. Yeah. <laughs> but you can With throw a guy because you just replenished with a lot of the guys. Yeah. Hey, and let's see what Gabe Kapler can do. You know, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I was not a fan of that hiring. Didn't like it at all. I am. I have warmed up because it's he the, was it's too the, much it's by the, the biceps, the, isn't it? You know the guy. The guy. He's, he's, he's he and I have similar physiques. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Where's the sound? <laughs> I don't know which one it is. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome to the Twilight Zone. But the only thing Gabe Kapler and I have that are similar is we both have some facial hair. Sure. And we're both about six foot. Uh, he's probably taller than I am. But that, yeah, our physiques, I, I only wish I could have a physique half that. I think it was just a rough transition from Boach to him, right? Sure. I mean, I mean just, he, anybody that followed yeah. Boach was going to be, it was going to be. It was, it was, it be was a, jarring, that's yes. for sure, because they are. Two entirely different styles. But, but the interesting thing... Oh, go ahead, Jordan. To his credit, he's gotten the guys that were Bochy guys to play oh, to an amazing in. level, yes. right? Crawford, yep. like, playing well, out of his mind. Buster Posey playing out of his mind, right? He has yep. extended Crawford's career probably two or three more years yep. at a high level. Mm-hmm. He has extended Posey's career probably two or three more years probably, at a fairly high he, level. He, he might have made Brandon Crawford an extra... Two to three million bucks. Uh, how about an extra twenty to thirty million dollars? That's <laughs> Not about extra. Well, no, no, extra. I mean, he, he, Crawford, ah, if, if, really if so, he'd huh? have hit two forty this year with eight home runs, yeah, I guess you're right. He would I have been right. a thirty-five-year-old shortstop looking for a job. Yeah, as a backup. Yeah. Now he's a guy that probably is going to sign a two or three-year extension yeah. for a decent amount, twenty-five to thirty million dollars. Right. So you know that's. That's what he made. And Posey now, I mean, they're going to pick up his option. Why wouldn't For you? For sure. Yeah. And then on top of that, just having so much changes in the lineup, so many new guys, 
and he's been able to figure out how to just cultivate that, right? Like, just what? make the most of what he had. There's yeah. the science. He in, in Philadelphia, he was the mad scientist only. Bochi was always managed with his gut. Right. Kapler is starting to marry the two together. Right. And he's a very brilliant baseball guy. You listen to him talk, yeah. he knows the game. Yeah. Yep. And now he started to trust his instincts, mm-hmm. his eyeballs, not just the piece of paper. Right. And you can see that I think that is really what has warmed their veterans up to him mm-hmm. is that they're not only understanding the science, but they're also understanding that this is a baseball guy that's been there, done that. Yeah. And he's incorporating that as well. And that is what, hey, I just want you to give me the best opportunity to succeed, yep. whatever that looks like. But you got to be able to explain it to me. And it can't just be a piece of paper. Right. There's got to be a combination of that. And I think it's been exciting. So. That is all for episode 94, our Major League Baseball midseason review and state of the game, and also a little touch on the NBA Finals. I want to thank you all for listening. You can find us on bluechipbroadcasting.com, iTunes, and all the places you find your podcast. Just type in Get in the Game Blue Chip, and we will be there. Tell your friends, Tabor neighbors, tell everybody about Blue Chip Sports and Get in the Game. We'd love to have you listen in. For the Professor Reggie Wright, For the kid, Jordan Santa Maria. For my partner, who is on assignment, Mr. Eric Davis. My name is Brian Nelson saying thanks so much for listening. Good night. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Get in the Game, an exclusive presentation of the Blue Chip Sports Network. Get in the Game with Eric, Brian, Reggie, and Jordan on iTunes, the Blue Chip Broadcasting YouTube channel, and bluechipbroadcasting.com.